Fred Slow and Van Nunley. All right, all right, all right, fire them up! It starts right now on The Sports Animal. Good morning, Albuquerque. Welcome to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. It's your boy. Van Nunley on the mic, a.k.a. Ronnie Durbitz, a.k.a. Ronald Fitzgerald Durbitz, a.k.a. Durbitz the Impaler. How many names did you have growing up? I got them more. You ready? Yeah, keep going. This is weird. A.k.a. Herbie Tepelepa. <laughs> a.k.a. The Traveling Lampshade Salesman. Now, what nickname do you use when you're bowling? Uh, that's uh, Young. I like it. I like it. I don't know how I spell it when I'm bowling. <laughs> to the right, behind the glass, we have mega producer, Chicago DJ, fantastic human being, Mike Vital. Good morning. Where's Fred? I know you're scared. Uh, no, I'm not. What, you're, but what, you're like I, you're I like see this big hulking figure right there. Not that you're not you know good looking. Excuse you, him, sir. But he's always you know he overshadows the window here, so it's weird that I could see better. Yeah, he's he's six and a half feet tall, and he fills out a shirt. Here I am, my svelte little five eleven frame. You and your medium. I'm a different person. Well, and he, across he, from me, Vital. He's, he's like six five. He's not a six and a half. Well, he likes to round up. That's okay. <laughs> okay. I give him the extra half inch. Giggity. Across from me, we got a special, very, very special Aww. guest host. Who are you? I am not Fred Slow. You're not. Hayden Armstrong. Morning, Hayden. Hayden's the best looking be one of all of us, man. Good to see him. Hey. Man, you're just... Seen. Vital, what are you trying to do to my confidence? Good lord! <laughs> I don't lord. want you to talk about the Astros. That's you said I'm a I'm a ugly tiny little guy. On the... <laughs> wow! No, you're not. You're good looking. You guy. know I got to talk about the Astros today, Vital. Oh man, I, Hayden, he's brought him up at every show. I'm sure he has. Positively, historically, now, and here we could start that uh -oh. out. Do you think Bregman deserved to have the MVP? I did. I'm with I'm with you on that one. Let's let's not talk scandal yet. Let's talk Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman, mm -hmm. runner up in the MVP vote. He tried winning again. This is ridiculous. I think there's some recency bias on the sports writers. Everyone knows Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, but he didn't play a full season. Or did he play on a winning or a playoff team? Or a playoff team. But, I mean. He is still the best player in baseball. He is the best player in baseball. And so I mean, that's been. that's is it, that's is the, it the most talented award, or is it the most valuable player? Exactly, because Alex Bregman ended up with more wins above replacement mm -hmm. than legendary goat Mike Trout. Played more games, had more of an impact on his team, helped out his boys in the playoffs. But I think there's some news that came out about the Astros that might have shed a negative light on Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But I'm not mad. Because, I mean, what's what's the MVP debate, really? Well, I mean, I think 
either Trout or Bregman were deserving of it. I mean, if you look at what Trout did when he was playing, uh, he was playing as at the highest level as he has, you know, for his for his career. To be honest, um, Bregman, I I do think he will be an MVP one day. That's that that's out of question. Um, Two top fives in his first three years. Yep, it's big. It is big trajectory right there. But uh, I mean, we have we have to sit back and just you know we can admire uh, how special Mike Trout is to this game right now uh, as well. You know, he's what seven top two finishes yeah. uh, of his career now. And seven seven out of the eight years. Yeah, and and the the year that he didn't finish top two in the MVP, he got fourth. Yeah, and he missed forty games. Well, yep. no doubt he's the, he's one of the greatest players out there. But get a ring. I mean, to me, that's what I thought during the regular season. That's what it should be about. And Bregman had a monster second half of the season. And you know, and, and they and they could they they could turn it around. You know, as as we're not talking about this year, but they could t- turn it around in the future after hiring Joe Madden and everything as well. Sure, uh, but. Uh, you know they're they're adding some pieces and everything, but you know I I respect the fact that he has not gotten a big head and he has not left L. A. and he's he's sticking with his team no matter how bad the Angels might be every year. They, Signed a they, huge they, contract, they, you know, they he finished, could go anywhere. They finished thirty five games out of first. Mike Trout, yeah, best player, but not the MVP. Well, no, I'm For with while, you on that one. I agree. I mean, I, I vote Bregman, even like trying to be objective as an Astros homer, a kid that grew up in Houston. I still think objectively Alex Bregman should have won the MVP. And that's with me saying also, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. Mm-hmm. Must see TV. And it's, it, and it's a shame that, you know, the Angels play on the West Coast. And, you know, they're, they're playing at 11 o'clock at night for most people who are going to watch baseball. Yes. And by the way, you know, how current and relevant are we right now talking about baseball when the World Series has ended two weeks ago? Yeah. Hot takes, y'all. I mean, that's like giving out your, your Best Employee of the Month award to someone who was on vacation for a month. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't, don't vacation shame your employees, Vital. Look at you. No, but I, that's how I look at it, okay? I mean. No, I get you. I agree. And I think, you know, it's, you talk about Mike Trout's excellence. I think this is more on Artie Marino, the owner-operator of the Angels, than it is on anybody else because you got to cut some checks and put some better players around them and I think they tried a few years ago, but they struck out pretty hard. So I think it's a really big off season for the Angels and Mike Trout that they got to add some serious talent, you know, to to propel him up and get him in the playoffs and let everyone see his greatness in prime time. Well, I don't think they'll make the uh, the mistake again of uh, signing a big contract to a thirty five year old uh, sure. Albert Pujols, sure, or however old he was yeah. when uh, when he signed a big contract with them. You know, he's. Uh, He's what about sixty-five now, and still getting paid there. Oh yeah, he's still cutting big checks. <laughs> Boys cutting big checks. Yes, <clears throat> all-time bag secure. I'm sorry, I uh, I just coughed into the microphone, loyal listeners, because I hung out with Fred Slow for about thirty seconds yesterday, <laughs> and I think he already got me sick. What does he have? Laryngitis. He's got the strep, Vital. Strep throat. Strep throat. Oh, you got to stay away from those people. He's on like seventeen different drugs. Oh, you know, man. I I showed up to get the key from Fred because, you know, the sports animal is a very accommodating and wonderful place, but that's one key per show. They didn't give each of us a key to get in, so we have to show up at the same time. 
and walk in with the same key. Oh, with a swipe card. Yeah, yeah, the swipe card to get in because this place is a fortress. They don't just let anybody in here. They don't let anybody in here. I mean, just... Hayden got in, but besides him, they don't let anybody in here. <laughs> I'm pretty special, I like He to is say. special. Has to be that way. We're stars. <laughs> so if you, want, if you want to comment on social media, at TalkABQ, Facebook, Instagram. I think we're on Twitter. I don't know. I don't use by, it. I'm not he, good at is it. Is he up to his, uh, his uh, forehead in uh, what? Antibiotics? Oh yeah, he's on all 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 the drugs. I asked him, "Hey, Fred, what are you on?" He said, "All the drugs." Did he Did he know who you were? He must have. He gave you the swipe key. Well, yes, I'm very good looking. So I mean, he's going to remember <laughs> what I look like. But yeah, so I showed up and hung out with him for like 30 seconds, and now I got a cough, and then my ear hurts. I don't even know if it's relative. I mean, is that the infection has gone to your ear now, see? I think it started in my ear because I had to listen to his BS. <laughs> uh, we got a good show today, Albuquerque. Other than that, we'll be fine, ABQ. Yeah. Yes, yes, we will. We'll be fine. We will stay strong. We miss Fred, or do we? How will we miss him? On the show today, <clears throat> we have Marissa Maez from the New Mexico Department of Transportation. We're going to talk the... NDWI program, and that's relevant because we lost a real one. Andy Martinez, better known as MC Wake Self, was taken from us very early. And if you don't know who Wake Self is, get on the internets right now because he was a special human being. He uplifted our community. He was a voice for the voiceless, and even more simply, he made some amazing music. In the 815 segment, we got Eric Martinez, Andy's brother, on to talk about his legacy and what we can do to help out his family and the family of the passenger in the car that was so tragically taken from us early. You listen to Wake Self? I have not. You have not? Apparently, I live under a rock. Apparently, you do, Hayden. Yeah. He is Albuquerque's premier dope MC. Been holding it down for years here in Albuquerque. And more importantly than being an amazing artist, he was an amazing person. And I'm really excited to talk to Eric later in the show. Pretty eventful week in sports, wasn't it? I would say so. I would say so. It was, uh, you know... I, I I tried to stay up with as much as I could, but you know I, I you know you could just take a glimpse and you know you kind of saw it all too. Uh, shoot that that uh, the Browns Steelers game. Yeah, it, you know what what a win for the Browns and it being marred the last five seconds of the game with all that that went down with the helmet ugh. being used as a weapon. That it, you know if you're a Browns fan it, that just took away your two game win streak momentum. Now your best defensive player is gone for the season. Wait, hold on, Vital. I I saw a really dominant performance by the Cleveland Browns. You're talking something, something, something. Last five seconds. I don't understand what's going on. Did something happen? Oh, you don't know? Where you <laughs> <going>? <laughs> no, Vital. It's the biggest topic in sports in <laughs> the world. It's more than. The rest of the NFL right now. We'll get to that next segment for sure. 
How's that coffee, Vital? It's pretty good. Um, I just like it black, and someone always gets cream and sugar in it. You never told me, you filthy liar! <laughs> Look at that face. I'm just, I'm just Look at that face. You know what? I appreciate when you bring it in because it, it, regardless of whether it's cream or sugar or coffee, you take one look at me and you see this guy could. He likes to eat and drink. So, <laughs> well, well, if you really want it black, I'll get it for you black next. No, week. I, I like it the way. Seriously, okay, I was just okay, joking. I was all right. Thank you, thank you. Bad. I deserve that. Doesn't make you feel good. I man. deserve it. I drink mine black because I'm an adult <laughs> and I'm in tune with the bitter part of my palate. Maybe, I also not so much. I also made Hayden some hummingbird food, like I make Vital, tons of sugar and cream. Yep, that's how I like it. Shout out to Java Joe's. That's what I had last time I was on here. Neighborhood coffee shop. Yeah, yeah they're good. They that's are. My, good. That's my that's my cheers food. of caffeine. That's a good go-to. It is great. Huevos Rancheros too. But what impacted you guys this week in the world of sports? Well, what is this stuck out to you that we need to know? I mean, impact on you that game Thursday night. Oh, that game was huge. And, you know, the the new Spygate scandal, that's huge. Well, I mean, we'll get to that later as well. I mean, we've got uh, we've got Boise and uh, UNM tonight. Yes, Uh, we do. We got that. And, uh, you know, it's uh, what is it now? Four year anniversary of Holly Holm uh, taking a whooping on uh, Ronda Rousey. The greatest night in Albuquerque sports history. As I would like to say, yeah. yeah. I remember most of that. Hayden, you say you remember it vividly. Vividly. That's be- I-, I, was, I was very, uh, I wasn't of age yet, so I couldn't yeah. go to, you know, he bars. <laughs> I couldn't go to bars and, uh, you know, parts of that night could have been erased. So I remember it very, very well. Sure, and you're, and you're a responsible young man. Very, very. <laughs> and you waited till the day you're 21 to have your first sip. One hundred percent. Yes. Of the sauce, yes, sir. Of the sauce. I, on the other hand, am a curious exploratory gentleman, and I was curious about that sauce. I may have started a tad early. We'll be right back with Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, in-depth football analysis when we come back. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. And this one is going to end in ugly fashion. Iron Eagle, Westwood 1, you're home for the NFL on 95.9 FM and 610 AM, the Sports Animal. Woo! Wow. Woo! That was a fun one, wasn't it, Hayden? It was. It was. I uh, I just have to say, you know, it's it's funny that you know if you hear uh, Joe Buck's call on that game, um, if you remember when Randy Moss mooned the crowd back when he was on the Vikings. Yes, I do. He had a worse response to that than he did of Miles Garrett throwing a object at Mason Ramsey's or whatever his name is, Mason Rudolph. I mean, Mile? No, not Miles Garrett. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. And, uh, you know, throwing that at his head, you know, that's, uh, you know, he didn't say that is a disgusting act. He's like, sure. I'm so sorry that we had to show that to you. But, you know, he uh, almost didn't bat an eye when he saw that. Old Buck been softened in his years, you think? Maybe a little bit. Maybe he's a little jaded? Maybe a little, yeah. Same things don't get a rise out of him anymore? 
I guess so. Maybe he's learned a little bit. He's Are you my therapist? This sounds like me right now. <laughs> Getting jaded. Not turned on by the same things anymore, Vitel. You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First off, I loved it. I thought it was wildly entertaining. Why is it okay in hockey? Why is it okay every other Sunday? But once that helmet comes off, it's a whole new story, isn't it, Hayden? It is. It's something we haven't seen maybe ever. I mean, this is, you know, this is probably something that we'll be able to talk about and stuff will be brought up, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now. You know, this is, you know, um, who's the Ohio State coach? Uh, Woody, Woody Hayes? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, him, him punching that player on the sideline. You know, that's, <laughs> it's, it's stuff like that. For sure. This is going to be like, by the way, this has happened in sports history. I don't know if you remember hockey legend Happy Gilmore. (laughs) Took off his skate and tried to stab a guy. So I don't think this is exactly unprecedented. I think old Happy is a standard bearer here. But yeah, man, I think you're right. I think this is a legendary epic moment. Those might not be the right words in NFL history that's going to be talked about probably forever. I mean, and the highlights are phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they got the perfect angles. They got everything. I mean, the the thing that reminded me of it, I believe it was when Miami and I think it was Florida International or Florida Atlantic were playing. I think I was in like third grade or something when this happened. But when the entire like two – rosters basically came out and were fighting each other and i saw that they were using helmets that was the last time i saw that they used helmets in in fights um my thing is you know marquis pouncey why are you punching a dude with a helmet on yeah that that's something i never got about football players it shows poor decision making skills by mr pouncey also poor decision making skills by mason rudolph i agree Calling someone who outweighs you by a hundred pounds the B word. Can we say can we say the B word on Air Vitel? Probably shouldn't. Shouldn't. <laughs> Probably shouldn't. Let's yeah, not. Let's no. not. So try to rip his helmet off first. I know I know the big highlight that everyone's seen is Miles Garrett swinging that helmet and probably concussing Mason Rudolph. But the origin of this is Rudolph tries to rip off his helmet mm-hmm. and calling him a little bee, a little female dog. See, my thing is, how does how does he not have a divot in his skull from from uh, from that hit that he but took? You got to be hard headed to I, I, to get that I, I, far in professional I, I, football, right? I get. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I mean, these dudes are gladiators. Like they're all hyped up on adrenaline and. You know, they got that natural fear factor. And, you know, I think a big aspect of this is, you know, these dudes are, I mean, they're in fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. They're fighting for their lives. Like, they're elite level athletes. I mean, they're gladiators. And you get into an altercation like that, you go on muscle memory. You just go. You see red and you just go. Yep. So if someone tries to rip off your helmet and is throwing expletives at you, you're going to be a little upset. And I don't want to sound like an apologist for Miles Garrett because his behavior was despicable. Yeah. But 
to be fair, he was kind of agitated. He was kind of poked. Yeah. He poked the bear. I mean, you you could you could you could see uh, who started it. Um, you can point point your fingers wherever because you know you could see that uh, you know Miles Garrett did did hit him a little bit too late. At, sure. I mean, yeah, it was a late hit. It was a late hit, but it wasn't really that flagrant, was it? But you know, you know, Rudolph could have easily you know just let let the game go, and you know he's but he then decided to. Uh, you know, do something about it, and then it escalated from there. Loyal listener, do you have a hot take on the Steelers-Browns melee? 505-246-0610. We got fan Robert on right now. What's up, Robert? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, that's the worst uh, I've seen on TV. I've never seen violence like quite like that. I've been watching sports for a long time. It was you must not be an MMA TV. guy. It was really, yeah, almost to the point where I almost just turned it off at that point right there. But the worst part is he could have killed that. Uh, he could have killed him right on the field or opened up his head. It could have turned out a lot worse. But this was really uh, really tarnishes the NFL to some degree. So anyway, you guys have a great day. Yeah, absolutely, Robert. I, I agree with you. It is despicable, and, you know, fortunately, it wasn't way worse. It could have been way worse. It could have just it hit him just right that, you know, n- no damage was r- really done that could have been. I don't know if any of you guys out there have ever played football or even picked up a football helmet, but that's armor. Yeah. That's armor. You can throw a helmet through a glass window, and the helmet's going to be fine. I mean, those helmets can go through a nuclear war. I mean, they're that they're they're constructed that well. Sure. Yeah. After a nuclear war, three things are going to be left: roaches, <laughs> Twinkies, and NFL helmets. <laughs> By the way, the uh, Steelers were running a two-minute drill there with 12 seconds left and throwing short passes. You're down a couple of scores with 12 seconds left. Just take a knee, and this ends the whole thing. You know, I, know I don't blame them. Back into it, but. I mean, come on. I mean, you, you got to run a squad. I mean, if you if you're losing, you got to you know keep the morale up and try hard. And you know, it's it's good reps, it's good reps game. for a, a meaningful game. Yeah, it's a you're rivalry gonna, game. Yeah, you're not gonna you know you're not gonna lay over you know roll over and uh, and let them uh, let them just win. You know, you're gonna fight to the end. But you know, I I get it. You, so Hayden, what's worse, the Cleveland Pittsburgh melee or the malice at the palace? Ooh, I would, I mean, I remember the malice pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry I'm asking you these I mean, back-in-the-day questions because well, I mean, you I were like four. Well, I mean, <laughs> the Pistons were one of my favorite teams growing up. Um, I mean, I'd have to say probably the malice in the palace still just because that got involved with fan with a fan. You know, the, the fact that, you know, it, it went outside of, you know the NBA and their players, and it, it got to the point that you know fans were getting involved that's and never stuff good like that. When the fans get involved. Never good. Yeah, I think that's that's the next level. It takes the malice at the palace to the next level. For for those of you who don't know, what we're talking about Indiana Pacers, Detroit Pistons, uh, November nineteenth, two thousand and four, got into an altercation that spread into the crowd, and Indiana Pacers and famously Ron Artest. 
went into the crowd and had fisticuffs with fans. Yep. So I'm going to lean that's a little worse. I, I would say so. And it, he's currently Meta World Peace. Yeah. Just, just want to put that out there. Sure. Yeah, Meta World Peace. Meta World fisticuffs. I ain't mad at him. Speaking of not mad, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph declines to file criminal charges against Cleveland Browns' Miles Garrett in a boss move. Yeah. Snitches get stitches, yo. <laughs> Leave it on the field, and both of them did do that. So good on you, Mason. Would you file charges, mate? Hayden, I almost called you Mason. Sorry. Um, for something like that to happen, I I don't know. Cause you know I'm not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> um, I, I I mean I would I would not put it past me. I mean that's that's something you know obviously that we've never seen before, to the to the point that we have to think about you know getting the getting law enforcement involved to something like this. Yeah, isn't that amazing that like we're talking about a sports event? Like professional athletes entertaining us, playing a kid's game, and we're talking about police involvement. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Do you remember uh, Dodgers legend Jose Offerman? I do not. I think this is the, the most comparable incident. He was kind of on his way out of baseball, and he's playing in the independent league. If you don't remember Jose Offerman, he had a pretty decent baseball career. He rocked the sweet Oakley's like the big wraparound Ooh, clear Oakley's like that's what I, I remember more eyewear than I do baseball he when it comes to Jose Offerman yeah Dodgers and Marlins couple oh, other teams okay. yeah had a decent career but uh on his way out of baseball he uh got thrown at in a independent league game oh, we got a date on this um August 14, 2007, while playing for the Long Island Ducks of the, Ducks of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. The Ducks. <laughs> he got thrown at. Then he goes after the pitcher with a bat. Okay. I, I remember that. Smacked him in the head with a bat on, like, not a full swing, but, like, an over-the-shoulder half okay. swing. Hits him in the head with a bat. Then goes after the catcher. You know, Bryce Harper almost did that with his helmet. Oh yeah, that's right. He he did uh, he did have a horrible throw on that though to uh, Hunter Strickland. Fortunately, yeah, fortunately. Yeah. But if it lands, it's assault battery. Yes. Yeah. Jose Offerman was stricken from baseball, lifetime ban. How about Izzy Alcantara? Take a you know nice roundhouse kick to the catcher. Oh my God, I forgot about that too. <laughs> that's so good. You know, get get thrown at. First thing you do is you know kick the catcher in the face and then charge the mound. That way you get a head start. And how about Brown's legend, Pouncy, for going straight gangster? I mean the Steelers, Pouncy. I think he Steelers. was just trying to protect yeah. his Did quarterback. I? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 I mean, Represent, he, that's, dog. He, he said, "I don't care. I'll Represent. Pay the, I'll pay the fine. I don't care." How many I'm impressed. I mean, how many? I think he got three. He got, he got three. He got yeah. three just so he doesn't play in the next Steelers-Browns game. Ugh. Fun stuff, y'all. It is. How about some cheating? You want to talk cheating? 
I could dabble in that. Let's talk cheating when we come back. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. My towel getting funky on the break. Oh my goodness, I thought that was some Primus. That's some bass slap and funk right there. I'm, I'm into it. I can feel it. So at TalkABQ on the social media, y'all. Hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram, at TalkABQ. And send your best wishes to co-host Fred Slow. Laid up in bed. You want to send an e-card? You know, say some nice words. I don't know if he's going to make it, y'all. He looked pretty bad. R.I.P. in peace. Rip in peace. So, as our loyal listener knows, I am a huge Astros homer. Mm. I grew up right outside of Houston. Went to the Astrodome as a kid. Went to Enron Field as a teenager. Grew up with Nolan Ryan, Mike Scott, those Astros. As a young man, lived through the Killer B era, Bagwell, Biggio, and the rest. Mm-hmm. Baseball is my favorite sport. And I'm a passionate, fervent Astros homer. And I've been proud of the organization for what they've gone through. 2017, Hayden. Yep. Big year for us. It was. And I say us. I am that guy when I refer to my favorite sports team. I am an adult man, and I refer to my favorite team as us. And I do wear jerseys in public like a dork. Nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I don't know. Jerseys are back in. Kind of feel like a dork wearing someone else's name on my back, but I still do it because I love my boys. And I've been proud to be an Astros fan my whole life. And I stuck with them through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. A lot of thin. Futile organization for 65 years until 2017 when they won the World Series, Hayden. Beating my Dodgers. Your Dodgers. Oh, that makes it even better. Yep. And sent you Darvish into purgatory. We don't talk about that. Some news came out this week, Hayden, that the Astros are the new Patriots. Uh-oh. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, y'all. Astros were stealing signs, and not like the cool old school way where you got a, a savvy shortstop who just hit a double, mm-hmm. and you're looking at the catcher's crotch trying to get a hint. Of what pitch is coming, and then you relay it to the batter to try to give an advantage. They didn't have a coach looking into the other dugout, nope. trying to get some keys off the other manager. Maybe he knows what's going on. Maybe I could get some tips from this other guy. He's not a clever veteran 
trying to find... Maybe this pitcher's tipping his pitches. Maybe he's holding his glove lower before he throws a curveball. Mm-hmm. That's not what they did, Hayden. They put a camera in center field yep. of Minute Maid Park and relayed signs to the dugout and the clubhouse. And honestly, like I said earlier, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? The Patriots are applauded for being an amazing organization, having such sustained success. And how many scandals have they been in? Too many to count. Too many to count. I can't even think of all of them right now. But the Astros are mired in a scandal right now. It kind of hurts me. Hurts my heart. I, I could feel that. I was like, no way. I could see it in your eyes. My boys wouldn't do that. Because I hold them on a pedestal. Yeah. Like, I refer to these guys as, like, my boys, my friends. I talk to them. I talk about them like I know them. You talk to them through the TV. Through the TV. Do you hear the voices coming back to you? Yes, they do. And I have medication for that. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) But it hurt me. But, Hayden, I got a question for you. Yes. Do you blame them? In a way, no. Because you always, you know, baseball is a very strategic game. But when you're going to that extent, maybe it's a little bit too far. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to the point that you you need to use, you go to technology or something like that to give you the edge, then that's pushing it. You know, there's, you know, if you got a guy on second and they're seeing what the signs are and they're picking up on that, that's the other team's fault for not for not being sneakier about that and uh you know, they're they're tipping their pitches or they they're figure and the other team's figuring out what they're about to throw. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. Part of the game. Always has been. I mean, the nineteen fifty one Giants I saw very used, famously used a telescope to steal signs. Yeah. That's uh Works wonders, I guess. Have you ever seen the movie Boondock Saints, Hayden? I have not. You have not. It's good. It's a cult classic. Very entertaining, very fun, a little campy, a lot of quotables. But uh, there's a character, FBI agent, I think he's FBI agent, William Defoe, legendary actor William Defoe. There's a scene where he helps these um, renegade youth try to take down some uh, bad guys, some mafia guys. And William Defoe goes as far as cross-dressing and seduces a gangster and gets him into an intimate situation and ends up shooting him. And then he utters the words, too far, too far. You think that could be it? The Strohs went too far. Too far. That's too much. Carlos Beltran, newly hired manager of the New York Mets, said, hey, sure we stole signs, but we did it the old school way. We found out who was tipping pitches. We all talked to each other. And we punished them for it. And we saw it throughout the year, too. I mean, you, you see Bregman, you know, he or whoever it was when they the only play home. only player in baseball over 400 at bats with more walks than strikeouts yep 
I mean, how did he know that? <laughs> but you know, he he'll tell you like he, he'll tell the next guy up. You know, he's like he's holding his glove lower, or he he's like if it's if it's this way, it's gonna be a off speed pitch. If it's this way, it's gonna be a fastball. You know, but you know if you you're exactly right. Too far, too far. You went too far, boys. You broke my heart. You went too far. On the text line, loyal listener and friend of the show, Chad, says, I'm sure they are not the first to do this, but they're the first to get caught. And I agree. The Red Sox are also being investigated for they had a little Apple Watch scandal. I was just about to bring that up. And I think it's uh, Brewers and Rangers and Rays are also accused of doing the same thing to some extent. So, you know, this, this is a widespread epidemic in baseball, and... You know, back to the Patriots, they did everything they could to win. Mm-hmm. Win at all costs. Win or die trying. And I think that's what the Astros are doing. You know, Astros are known for their analytics. They're known for their progressive thinking. They're known for, you know, propping up their young players and using everything in their power to, to have them excel and be the best player they can. And, you know, they've set a, a really high standard in baseball for all these things. Now they've set the high standard for cheating as well. So kudos, Houston baseball Astros. Look at you go. Oh. What do you want to talk about next, Hayden? Well, I got, I got a perspective for you. A hundred years ago, uh, the Black Sox took a dive in the World Series. I think historically that's baseball. If it's like, what can I get away with? I think that's what makes kind of a – I hate to say it in a dark sense, a kind of charm to it. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. But baseball's always been trying to get away with something. Yeah, for sure. You got you know pine tar on the hat, Vaseline under the belt. You know the Negroes were famous for it. Everybody does that. The uh, you know cork in your bat, cork in the bat, Sammy Sosa and the cork. You know one one thing I do have to say. You know since we're on the topic of baseball, and as much as I'm as happy as I am. Uh, Cody Bellinger won MVP. Yeah, congratulations, Cody. Well done. Give it to Rendon. Give it to him. Woo! Woo! The man was a legend. He doesn't need a trophy because he's about to get a huge payday. Wherever he goes. Homie's about to get paid. It's going to be a good offseason. Yeah. There's I, a lot I'd of good players so. that can change teams this year. I would say so. I mean, we've got uh, – but, you know, I think Yelich could have repeated very easily – Having not gotten hurt, sure. Uh, we probably could not have seen. You know, I don't know how much or do they just go off of regular season, huh? Yeah, it's regular season. Yeah, it's, I think if Yelich doesn't miss thirty-two games, he gets it. But Bellinger made plays in the field. He was, you know, a big part of their their the way the the dominant exactly. uh, the Dodgers were. He plays multiple positions too. Yes. I mean, you you look at you look at the fact that he, you know, he was a Gold Glove winner, Silver Slugger for his position at right field. You know, you you gotta, hey, you gotta give him the MVP. Yeah, yeah I, I can see it now. I mean, but and you know, like you said, he can play first, he can play center, he can play left. Yeah. Shoot, let's see if he can he pitch. Could, he could probably yeah, he could probably pitch, probably <laughs> catch. I think if you're voting on the, you know, you get to include the postseason, then Hayden, you're right. I go with Rendon. Rendon, but this for is sure. regular season. I thought Bellinger was great at just hitting, and he's got a great arm too. So. Yes, does yeah. every he did. He's he was the best player in the National League. 
outside yeah. of Yelich, you know, not finishing the season. That's all I'm saying. Being the, the lone Brewer fan here in the city, yeah, sure. <laughs> but and I, you know, as a as a Packer backer, like I kind of root for the Brewers as well. So, and you know, what what was Homeboy's name in right field in the wild card game that you're still scarred from? That I'd that, like to forget his. That name. made that. I'm sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> but if if it wasn't, they did for, lose to the eventual World Series champs. So yeah, okay. for sure, they lost the as World Series champs. Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, as did the Dodgers, and as did my Astros. We're we're all hurting. We're all mourning. Yes, we're all in mourning. But you know, ain't nothing wrong with the silver. No, I mean we got whatever after is bronze, right? Sure, Pur- purple. <laughs> when we come back, Albuquerque, we're going to talk about the greatest day in Albuquerque sports history on its four-year anniversary. Can't wait. Be right back. ABQ Central ninety-five point nine FM and AN six ten. Sports animal. Welcome back to ABQ Central. Hashtag Save Fred. Where'd your boy go? Free Fred. Free Fred. <laughs> I'm having some Ferris Bueller flashbacks here. Fred is at home, curled up in his blankie. Or is he in Chicago? <laughs> taking his buddy's Ferrari. I hope so. He did not look Ferrari drivable yesterday. Uh oh. When he, in all likelihood, Spread whatever disease he has to me, because I woke up with a cough and an earache this morning. Thanks, Fred. At Talk ABQ on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, maybe. I don't know. I'm old. I don't know how to use it. (laughs) Hashtag Save Fred. Send him your best wishes, because he needs it. Thoughts and prayers. For Fred Slow. T's and P's. But fortunately, we got Mr. Hayden Armstrong with us. Special Glad guest. Glad to be here. The young, handsome, talented Hayden. Yeah. With you're you're somewhat of an expert on the Lobos. Yes. It goes Rob Portnoy. Ah. <laughs> fan of the show Don. Then Hayden. So you're you're like on Rushmore of All right. Lobo Homers. I, I can take it. I can take it. Your upper echelon Lobo Homer. The greatest day in Albuquerque sports history happened four years ago. It did. What happened, Hayden? Well, I remember it was a mid November night. We were uh we were at my aunt's house, my aunt and uncle's house. We were going we were watching uh two ladies fight that were the main that were the main event of uh the UFC, and it was uh undefeated gal by the name of Ronda Rousey going up against Albuquerque's own Holly Holm. Yeah, girl. We were just hoping she didn't get killed. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what we were hoping. Have there been bigger underdogs? Sure. I, I would say so, yeah. Sure. Of course. Yeah. I mean, she was a champion boxer. But 
probably the premier boxer in the world at the time, right? Yeah. And then she went into a more lucrative UFC career. At a pretty late age, too. Pretty late age, yeah. But she right. is an elite-level athlete, and they do not make them tougher than Holly Holm. Yes. And it was the roundhouse kick heard around the world. Woo! All the way down from Australia. Woo! They, she shocked the world. I was absolutely stunned. I mean, we all knew what she was capable of. We knew how talented she was, but we never thought somebody, you know, Ronda Rousey was the baddest woman alive at that time. I mean, this was before Amanda Nunez became big, before Chris Cyborg or anything like that. It, it, was, it was Ronda Rousey through and through. She was the UFC. She was. In the women's division, at least. Because we all know. Even the men's. We all know legendary douchebag Conor McGregor used to be the face of the UFC. But Comes and goes. Before that maniac, it was Ronda Rousey versus everyone. Yep. And everyone was Holly Holm. Albuquerque's own Holly Holm. What'd she do, Hayden? She, uh, She beat Goliath, basically. And uh, no, she, it, it was, you know, it was something that, uh, that I'll never forget. It, it was, it was such a memorable time to be, you know, from Albuquerque because I remember the following or literally af- following that fight, uh, the level football team was playing Boise on the blue turf. It's a big deal. Big, big deal. deal. You know, that's a big venue to play in. And I look by the time the home fight finishes we're up 17 to 3 at half and this is Boise State we're playing and I'm like okay we, let's let's uh let's Boise see. Boise being the class yeah I mean, of granted, the division they they could have been they could have been uh on a down year but still you know that's for for a program that has been very down um more times than not this was probably the biggest win in level football history as well, beating Boise at Boise. On the same night, Ronda Rousey knocks out, or sorry, Holly Holm knocks out Ronda Rousey. It was amazing. It, it was an amazing day for Albuquerque. It was an amazing day for Lobo Sports. It was an amazing day for the queen of Albuquerque, I was, Holly Holm. That's, that's a good... Uh, that's a good name for her. <laughs> if she ran for mayor today, she wins in a landslide, right? 100%. It's not even close. 100%. Not even close. I mean, maybe one vote for me, but... So I remember that day because um, I, I play baseball, and um, we had an end-of-the-season party celebrate our epic season. Fell a little short of the championship, but you know, it happens. And uh, we had a, a teammate who was a friend of Holly Holm who said she's coming in and she's going to shock the world. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, I didn't believe her. And I didn't believe anybody. And we had a pool over who was going to win that fight. And I think there were about out of about 20 people, three or four picked Holly, mm-hmm. even people from Albuquerque. Yeah really didn't think that she was going to upset Ronda. That's what a lot of people do. And I've never enjoyed being wrong more than that day. Yeah, I I would say... Shout out, Holly Holm, you legend you.
When we come back, we got Marissa Maez from the New Mexico Department of Transportation to talk ENDWI program. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Hayden, they took a real one from us two weekends ago. As you told me, yes. Albuquerque legend, amazing artist, and all-around good person, Andrew Andy Martinez, better known as Wake Self, was taken from us by a drunk driver due to injuries sustained in that accident. And a thing that we like to do here at ABQ Central is we like to touch on local stories. We like to propel local businesses. We like to tell you what's happening in the world of Albuquerque. And today we want to talk about the plague, the scourge of DWI in, in this state, in this country. Wake Self was an amazing person, and uh, we're going to have his brother, Eric Martinez, with us next segment after we come back from the next commercial break to talk about how amazing he was and his legacy. But now we have Marissa Maez. I say that last name right. Was I close? <laughs> my, my ass? My, my ass. <laughs> no, it's Maze, actually. Maze. Yeah. Sorry. Marissa Maze. <laughs> I tried to get to Albuquerque on y'all. <laughs> That's all right. Marissa Mays, who is the communications director for the New Mexico Department of Transportation, we're here to talk safety. We're here to talk the NDWI program. Good morning, Marissa. Good morning to you. It's um, We love having this opportunity to tell people, oh my God, don't do it. Just do not get out there and drink and drive. And you hear it all the time, yet people just continue to do it. And there's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse for it. And now lives are lost every day because of that, because somebody selfishly decides, you know what, I, I'm going to be fine. It's okay. I'll just, you know, I've done it a million times. Look at what happened here and the impact that it has on a community. It just, it's a ripple effect and it's devastating. It is horrible to lose a life because somebody decided that would be okay. It's never okay. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, and it's not just your bad decision. And it's, it's not a, it's, and it's never a victimless crime. If you get pulled over and, you know, the cops get you for a DWI and you don't hurt anybody, I mean, you, I mean, you, you deserve what's going to happen to you. But like you just said, way beyond that, it affects other people. Absolutely. And, you know, as an example for, you know, Andy Martinez, better known as Wake Self, I can only imagine what the family goes through. Someone so amazing and so talented who did so much for Albuquerque and New Mexico and he was a voice for the voiceless and he was taken early because someone made a really poor decision. Hearing about those stories, you know, if you connect with MAD, with the Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and they offer support for these families and a lot of them themselves who work there have been affected by this, 
again, it's such a, a ripple effect. And you probably know somebody who has been affected or um, themselves. Some people survive drunk driving crashes and what happens to them and their family and how they have to go on. And then, you know, you have those that lose their lives and it is just um, devastating and so sad to, to have to watch this happen to good families and good people and um, so unfair, so unfair. I saw a statistic one time that a DWI is worth about 350 Uber rides. Wow. So, I mean, it's that easy to save yourself and potentially save someone else. I mean, what's, what's an Uber? Five, 10, 20 bucks max if you live across town? Right. Yep. Make the right call, y'all. It's not okay if you're buzzed, especially not okay if you're drunk. Oh, God. It's, it's amazing to hear that. You know, again, you're absolutely right. People will go and pay 10 bucks for a drink, for one drink. And then they continue. So they'll drop tons of money at a bar for some for drinks, but they're not going to pay for a ride home. It's not hard. That's there is absolutely no excuse. Download the app. Everybody has a phone these days. It's not hard. Sure. Ask somebody to call a ride for you. Sure. Or call somebody to yeah. come pick you up. Sure. Call the, Auntie. Call Tia. Call your best friend. Whomever. It, call, it's... call your ex because you're probably going to get drunk and call your ex <laughs> later anyways, right? Might as well. Yeah. Might as well make that drunk dial. <laughs> there's just, there's no excuse. And people just don't get it. They continue to do it. They don't get it. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. You know, there was a time when, unfortunately, New Mexico has some of those poor rankings, and we used sure. to be number one sure. in, in drunk driving. We've come a long way, and we're doing so much better. But there shouldn't be any fatalities on the road due to drunk driving. We've had 347 fatalities this year on our roadways, and 92 of them were drunk driving-related fatalities. Wow. Wow. That's horrible. And you're talking about how those numbers have improved over the last few years. Uh, do you want to talk a little more about the end DWI program itself, how it started, and what you guys do for the community? You know, it became so apparent that something needed to be done. And so with the Traffic Safety Division of the New Mexico Department of Transportation, they decided to just pull together. They got involved. They put together some some laws, which ended up getting passed. Um, there's been a lot of legislative support. Uh, there are many different steps. You know, once you get an initial DWI, what happens to you? The the ignition interlock that gets put in your car, the mandatory jail times. Um, they can always be tougher. They just can. Uh, there seems to be a disconnect in the community where people get two, three, four, five, sometimes 10 DWI arrests, and they're still on the road. They just mm -hmm. keep driving. Um, I know that in, in Europe, for example, you lose your car first time, you're done. No more driving. You're just, you're just finished. There are certain, certain countries where you get one DWI, it's over for you. You will not drive again. That's it. I mean, there's a less of an excuse there because they actually have mass transit. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. But, you know, again, with Uber, you can, there is mass transit. All sure. you've got to do is, sure. is call somebody to take you somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this, this program just, we've, able, we've been able to secure some funds. So we pay for law enforcement 
to go out and conduct these sobriety checkpoints and um, do saturation patrols and they're driving around they're they're looking for you so we really help to support law enforcement getting out there and catching these people so also we should probably talk about um you know you you see the the enw uh, is that my saying wrong? End DWI or yeah, ENDWI? It's end. And wait, no, you just it's 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 end. <laughs> oh my god, I'm no, so just... sorry. I'm so sorry. It's contagious. I know. You know what else is contagious? NDWI. Fred Slow is contagious because I think I'm spreading it across the table now. <laughs> it's NDWI. Okay. Is there a website people can go to to get more information on what they can do? If you go to NDWI.com, you're going to find um, all kinds of information on there. And we've done lots of commercials. You know, we we end up, um, we just made brand new commercials that will air on Monday. So we're always trying to change those and, and try to get the messages out. So um, I've got the links to them right now. But, uh, you know, we're really focusing on family and how it it is impacted it's not just that that it's a, a a personal decision sometimes these habits and behaviors are passed down sometimes it's well my dad always does it i mean sure. the most recent sure. ones we had this summer was this kid in the back seat and he's sitting there as his dad is driving drunk and he's watching his dad drive drunk and then you see him kind of morph into getting older and he's doing it himself and there's this monologue of, you know, I always watch my dad do this. Right. And, um, and this kid ends up growing up and he does it himself. He's like, well, I mean, that kind of happened. We focused this time around on a young woman who is at a big family gathering, as we do in New Mexico. And tons of people are there. And there's a lot of alcohol. And grandma's doing all the cooking. And she is about to leave. And it's her grandmother coming to her and saying, you know, I love you. So be that person. And sh- please stay here. Just stay here. No need for you to go. You know, you need to stay. So making those those decisions. And then there's an alternate where she leaves and she drives. And the consequences are that she gets in a horrific crash. You heard it from Marissa Mays, y'all. Don't make that decision. Don't get in that car. Don't text your ex. We're with Marissa Mays from New Mexico Department of Transportation, Communications Director, and we're talking DWI and, hey, don't do it. <laughs> there you go. There's tons of better options. That is exactly the message. I mean, just what are you thinking? What are you thinking? It's not hard. This is not difficult. It, it really isn't. It, plan ahead. You know you're going to go out and drink. I mean, either make somebody that designated driver, and I get it. Sometimes people think, you know, um, everybody wants to have a good time when we're all out. All right, then call an Uber call a friend it they're there again and i i can't stress how many times um we have to say this there there's no excuse get a ride just just get home safe i mean these holidays this is when there are huge spikes in some of the dwi crashes um and or fatalities it's around the holidays sure. may may actually sure. tends to be one of the highest months you've got cinco de mayo it's warm out you know people are just they're out having their parties they're drinking um, nobody's saying that you can't do that. We're right. just saying make right. a smart choice. I mean, yeah, I awesome. also have to get through Thanksgiving dinner with my family as well. I'll be drinking. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Mom. Love you. When we come back, we have more. I don't even know if that's a real word. We'll have more 
Marissa Mays from the New Mexico Department of Transportation. And we're going to have on Eric Martinez, brother of the late Andy Martinez, better known as Wake Self. And we're going to talk Mr. Self and his legacy. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Some funky stuff right there, Vital. Bringing that heat. Welcome back to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I'm your host, Van Nunley. Across from me is special guest host, the young, handsome, charming Hayden Armstrong. Hello. We also have with us Marissa Mays, communications director at the Department of Transportation, wait talking a minute, wait a DWI. Minute. Just, the beautiful Marissa Mays. I'm so sorry. You no, know, something's wrong with your eyes. Oh, She's my gosh. Beautiful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're so nice. I, I, I just woke up this morning and, uh, and rolled out of bed and came here. I still have last night's makeup on. It's true. I, <laughs> you're very. Are you just? Are you just? He's, he's a charmer. Is he teasing me? No, he's <laughs> he's, a, he's a charmer, and he also has twenty twenty vision. He he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong, girl. That's uh, that's <laughs> that's very kind. You're a good man. So unfortunately, for the Albuquerque and New Mexico community, one of our shining and rising stars was taken from us way too early. Andrew Andy Martinez, better known as Wake Self tragically died in a DWI-related accident. For those of you who don't know, Wake Self was a very talented artist and, more importantly, an amazing person. And on the line, we have his brother, Eric Martinez, to talk about Andy slash Wake and his legacy. Good morning, Eric. You holding up, brother? Hey, what's going on, Van? Yeah, we're doing good out here. Good man. Um, so I've been a fan of Andy slash Wake for for years now. One of my good friends played bass in the band Zoology that he was in, and then he went solo after that. And he's made amazing music and been an amazing advocate for Albuquerque and New Mexico. Do you want to talk a little bit about Andy's passion for Albuquerque and New Mexico? Uh, sure. I mean, um, it was completely obvious, you know, if you're familiar with any of his works, uh, you know, he was very proud of where he was from. And a lot of that stems from uh, his beginnings. Uh, so we were raised in a very musically uh, diverse household. You know, my mom listened to a lot of different things. My dad listened to a lot of different things. Uh, so growing up, uh, we had a lot of you know, different types of genres thrown at us. And uh, if you know anything about hip-hop, you know what I mean? Hip-hop is uh, is basically uh, just a mixture of a lot of different types of uh, music. Um, so Wake really, he took a grasp to that, and that's how he kind of grew up. And then the reason why he was so, you know, uh, proud of New Mexico is because he got to start as a battle rapper. Um, so uh, he was really good locally. I mean, there was a point to where they wouldn't even let him go to the local shows because he was winning them so often. Nice. Um, yeah, and then he started going out of state, and then that's where you know he developed the pride of New Mexico because he was in 
you know, California, Texas, Nevada, all those states around us, surrounding us. And uh, he, he represented at a very, very early age. Uh, you know, he was only a teenager going against people that were really, really established. But that was his beginnings as a battle rapper. And then he uh, started recording, and uh, he really poured his uh, energy into that. Um, and then once he started uh, studio recording, he started uh, trying to learn the disciplines. You know, he learned music, he learned piano, he learned singing. Uh, off the new album, he, once you guys hear it, you're going to hear his uh, voice control and, and things like that. But uh, that's that's where it kind of all came from, you know what I mean? It, it, he was kind of born into it, and uh, he embraced it, and he ran with it. So, Hey, thanks. I really appreciate that. If you haven't heard Wake Self loyal listener do yourself a favor go listen spotify he's got some amazing videos on youtube i can't recommend it highly enough so you just mentioned the new album coming out so he was tragically taken what two days before his new album release party is that correct yeah yeah he he was due to release his album on november 7th and uh, he left us on november 5th so tragic, so tragic. Do you um? What's what's the name of the new album? Uh, so the name of the new album is Ready to, Ready to Live. Uh, it's a homage to uh, Notorious B.I.G.'s Ready to Die. Um, he he kind of put his spin on on things. You know what I mean? Like he was a he was a rapper, but he wasn't a rapper in the traditional sense. You know, he didn't glorify. Um, material possessions, he didn't glorify money, things like that. But he still wanted to acknowledge those that came before him. Um, so that's where the title came from, uh, Ready to Live. You know, he respected Big as a lyricist, and he wanted to show, you know, people that you can do it in a different way. Um, and that's kind of where the title came from. So, Erica, we're sitting here with uh, Marissa Mays, communications director for the New Mexico Department of Transportation, and we were talking about the NDWI program. You said it right this time. Huh? You sure did. I nailed it. You did. We're talking about the NDWI program last segment, and uh, one thing she hey, mentioned was... Don't, don't discount Van. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody said anything about Van. Everybody said... Everybody, uh, they were like, yo, you look good, you look good, but nobody said anything about that. What's going on, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a pretty mama. I got a mirror right here. I'm handsome AF, brother. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Marissa, last segment, was talking about uh, working with MAD, and you also mentioned that you guys are going to work with MAD. Well, I mean, what do you guys got going on with Mothers Against uh, Drunk Driving? Yeah, nothing official yet. You know, um, one of the representatives just recently reached out to me yesterday um, so we haven't done anything officially yet. They're going to send us a package with a lot of information. Um, but what I know about the organization is they're, you know, advocates for uh, people against drunk driving. Um, and, you know, if, if people don't know the story, that's exactly what uh, happened to my brother. You know, a drunk driver took him. Um, but we're definitely looking forward to working with them, being an advocate for them. And, and uh, you know, just getting the word out there because that's what he was all about. Um, you know, it's a tragedy, and we don't want to lose him for nothing. And, you know, if this is what it takes, then, you know, we got to get the word out there. But, yeah, uh, peace to Matt, peace to NDWI. Like, we gotta, we got we to have some change, you know what I mean? Andrew Andy Martinez, better known as Wake Self, 
taken from us way too early. Amazing person, amazing artist, and huge advocate for really a voice for the voiceless. He was passionate about so many issues, so many topics. And, you know, I am a father to a daughter. And he was a huge advocate for women's rights. And, you know, my favorite song of his is Malala. And if anyone hasn't heard it, I highly recommend you go check it out. And, you know, one quick tidbit. I, um, me and Andy weren't best friends. Uh, he doesn't know my mother's maiden name. We never had a sleepover, blah, blah, blah. But we were buddies hey. throughout, we were buddies throughout the years. And, um, I would see him every once in a while and we'd, you know, catch up, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, one time I saw him and, uh, Master Ace eating at Sahara. And I was there also with my daughter. And I introduced my daughter to Wake and um, just the nicest dude ever, struck up a really good conversation and um, made some small talk. And, you know, I kind of wore out my welcome. And then uh, we went about our business. And then I see Wake about a year later at Summerfest. And not only did he remember my daughter, he remembered her name and asked her how school was going. So that's kind of the person that Andy is slash was. Would you like to talk about some of the topics, some of the things that Andy was really passionate about? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think you nailed it with that, you know, uh, going back to your story, uh, seeing you again for the second time and just remembering who you are. That's that's exactly who he was, you know what I mean? He, he showed love to everybody he met. Um, he was just a pillar in his community. There's, there's so much you can say about him. Um, but definitely, if you want to define him, he was definitely an activist. Uh, the entire Malala album was dedicated to women's rights. Um, and going back to what I said earlier about, you know, being a rapper, like he did it in a different way. Uh, he was trying to uplift his community. He was all about positivity. He was all about change, but, you know, not through a nonviolent way, but through showing love, you know, to enlighten people, basically. Um and that's that's really what he was all about. I mean, it, you know, you met him yourself, and it, if you can recall, man, he, he just had a glow about him. And, um, you know, it really hurts to lose him. But, uh, you know, I've met so many people. So many people have reached out. Uh, we've had so much support to the family. I mean, it's, it's almost overwhelming. And uh, his legacy is definitely going to continue, and it's going to, it's going to shine through the music and you know we're really excited about this new project coming up uh it it focuses on on a lot of different topics um you know everything that he was passionate about um you know he i'm sorry getting a little emotional but no it's okay i understand you know he, he was special man he was real special um you can't really describe him you know, just in a few words, he was unique. We loved him a lot. I loved him a lot. And, you know, the community loved him a lot. He's going to be missed, but, you know, he's he's going to live on. The new album's going to come out. It's going it, to it's gonna address a lot of topics, and, and you know, I think people are going to vibe out on it. And, you know, we're just excited to, to get his stuff out there. But, you know, we miss him a lot, man. That's, you know. Yeah, he was an amazing dude. And so, I mean, and speaking of support, the outpouring of support from the Albuquerque community has been absolutely beautiful. You know, you 
I've seen what three new murals dedicated to Wake already. Like, you know, hip hop culture. If you know the elements of hip hop, one of it is you know graffiti and art, and you know he really supported that as well through his music, through his actions, and you know supporting other local artists as well. And you know, the praise and the love and support has been absolutely amazing for Andy slash Wake. Oh, this is hard for me too, brother. We lost hey. a real one. We lost a real, real one. We're all in this together, man, man. We got to take care of our people, you know. That's why we're here. So, Andy wasn't the only one affected by this crash. Uh, his friend, Kevin Alinde, is still in the hospital. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, I've been in touch with uh, a few of his family members. Um, he's doing good. You know, he went through a ton of surgery. You know, he... He went. He really went through it. He was in a lot of pain, um, but uh, praise God, he's he's in a recovery room now. Um, you know, it looks like he's going to make a full recovery, and uh, you know, just just thank God that he, that he survived the crash because it was it was a it was a very bad crash. Um, but yeah, I mean, much love to Kevin's family. He's got a GoFundMe out there. You know, if anyone's listening, uh, definitely go check out uh, his GoFundMe account, Kevin Alinde, K-E-V-I-N-A-L-L-E-N-D-E. Uh, his family needs a lot of support. He's got a single mother uh, that's taking off time from work that's going out there to support him. Um, so, yeah, we need as much as we can. And so we're throwing the benefit show tonight at 4 o'clock down at the El Rey Theater here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, um, you know, a portion of those proceeds are definitely going to, to Kevin's family. You know, we're, we're out here to show love and, uh, you know, much love to Kevin, man. Well, we really, really, really appreciate you being on, Eric. And we're going to send all of our love and support to you and your family through this trying, trying time. I know Andy Wake Self's legacy will live on in Albuquerque and hopefully across the country and world. Listener, if you would, please go to GoFundMe and donate to Kevin. That's K-E-V-I-N-A-L-L-E-N-D-E. For all of his hospital bills and helping him through this, and please, if you can make it, go to the Wake Self Benefit concert, and that's today at El Rey Theater at 4. Is that correct? That's that's correct, man. We're going to be rocking all the way till 8 p.m., all ages. Uh, you can bring the kids down. Uh, we're going to have merchandise. Uh, we're going to have food. And we actually have hard copies of the new album. So you want to come down. You want to peep the new stuff, man. We got everything you need. All right, bro. Thanks for that info. I will see you there. So really, really, really appreciate you being on, Eric. So love to you and your fam. No doubt, Van A. Much love to you, man, and in uh, Wake Self's words, uh, it's time to start the healing process, brother. Also want to send a big thank you to Marissa Mays, Communications Director for New Mexico Department of Transportation, for being on with us, talking DWI. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm, I, I mean, I just want to say I'm so sorry to Eric. I'm so sorry to his family. Much love, much love. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that must be so painful. I feel for you. I, that's awful. I'm so sorry. Yeah. One day at a time, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. we got to take care of our people. That's what we got to do. Yeah. Thanks again, Eric. And we're going to go to break. You are listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.
Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're back with Marissa Mays, Communications Director for the New Mexico Department of Transportation. As super producer Mike Vital reminded me, the beautiful <laughs> and charming, talented. You have to add that. Marissa Mays. They don't tell me what to do, Mike. <laughs> you guys are too kind. This is nice for an early Saturday morning. It's lovely. We're pretty chipper. It's a good place to be. It's mostly the hangover with a ton of coffee poured on it. Gotcha. <laughs> well, that's very kind. It's really. It's be a secret. At TalkABQ on the social medias, hashtag Save Fred. If you guys haven't noticed or cared, <laughs> but we're without my normal co-host, the great and powerful Mr. Manfred Slow, who's at home with the strep throats. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's got the streps, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. It's a very good news term throat. there. <laughs> I did see him for a short amount of time yesterday, and he looked awful. Aww. So I don't think he's faking it. I think oh. it's legit. I think it's legit. Poor guy. Hey, Hayden. What's up? Yeah, a couple segments off. I did. Welcome back. Thank you. Yep. Good to be back. You don't want to talk about DWIs and tragedy and it is it is just something, you know, especially at a young age, you know, you got to you just kind of got to sit back and soak it in. You know, it's it's stuff that uh, you know, I've I've uh I've had people I've known that are that have been affected by uh by DWI and stuff like that. So, you know, at a young age, you know, somebody that had just turned 21 this year uh you know it's kind of something you you sit back and learn learn about and listen to and make sure uh you know that you can prevent something like that um at all costs hey i'm curious what what is the train of thought for for people your age i mean what do you guys think about this is it is it something that you definitely does everybody talk about hey are we ubering are we going to get a ride home like genuinely what I would definitely say the younger crowd has been so much better, uh, I believe, than uh, previous generations that have come. Uh, it's, I mean, you, you go to bars now, and it's it's all the young kids. I, mean, I say young kids, I am one of them. But <laughs> everyone makes sure that you know they have a ride home. Everyone has, uh, you know, make sure you call an Uber or just prevent it from the beginning and Uber over there so you don't have a ride, so you can't get behind the wheel yeah. somewhere. Um, you know, I think it, we're headed in the right direction. I mean, I think there's still a lot of work to still be done, uh, to still be done, but you know, uh, I mean, there's people like you that we really appreciate, uh, you know, you, you're keeping this, uh, keeping this going. Cause you know, it is still, it, it's a very live epidemic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's awful. And it, and again, I mean, just to reiterate one more time there, there is no excuse for it. There Absolutely. just isn't. There isn't. Oh there my isn't. gosh! Just and the best way to sum it up is is just not worth it. It's not it's not worth it. It's not. Look at look at what we just heard and experienced and the pain that is uh, affecting one family, and there are so many more. And that there ripple is. effect there is, is devastating. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Eric Martinez. Many thanks for being with us last segment and rest in paradise, Andy Martinez. Wake self. Ooh. Yeah. Thursday night football. 
Hayden. Yes. That was a pretty good time. It was. We going to have a game as good as that this weekend? Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be helmets flying. Um, <laughs> you know, I think everyone will keep their chin straps nice and tight uh, this coming Sunday and Monday. But uh, no, I think we got a uh, we got a fun filled weekend. I think it's probably going to be the most well behaved and kosher day of football in the history of football. I would take I yeah. would take that to the bank. They're probably just going to play flag football. Like no one's going <laughs> to <laughs> no pads, no helmets. No kidding. Yeah, Marissa, you got a football team? Who's your squad? I don't. I you mean, don't? Li- look, you're. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, as a woman in my house and growing up with brothers just the sound of football would drive me crazy just hearing it all day long drives me crazy so i try to uh, avoid it and um i know growing up uh, here in new mexico you're typically either broncos or cowboys broncos or yep. cowboys yeah. a little sprinkle of raiders sure absolutely. raider nation's prominent <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so so we we were cowboys in our house um and then i with the previous administration, which I call my ex-husband, uh-huh. he's from Texas. So again, the Cowboys, you know, it's uh, it's stuck. Yes. And uh, then with was the... that the reason for the divorce? <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. I I actually really really adore my ex-husband. Huh. I mean, he's a great guy. How rare? I I I mean, I really do. And he's father of my babies, and they're beautiful. So we bred really well. <laughs> but nice. but um, now I'm married to a New Yorker, so there's giants oh, in the boy. house. All right. Yeah. So it's uh, – oh. but, you know, honestly, I just go by colors. <laughs> All right. I like that. Okay. I like that, I like that color. They're going to win. So I you're probably know. a Seahawks fan Seahawks with, the, with the fun, bright colors. They are beautiful. Yeah. They are nice. Hayden, what's your game of the week? Well – Shoot, there's there's a lot, but you know, I as I am one of those uh those poster child Albuquerque people, you know, Cowboys fan. Oh um, no. you know, that's that's the game I've got. Cowboys uh, and Dodgers? Cowboys and Dodgers. You front runner. Oh. oh of course. <laughs> what is it, Duke basketball too? No. No? No. Lobo basketball a- all the out way. Out you, you gotta love Lobo basketball. Well, Lakers? Lakers professional baseball uh, basketball? No, Celtics. Actually. Celtics. Okay. Oh, only the best team of all time. Yes. 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 The most successful championship team. Of course. Team. No, but uh, your you boy know. Hayden's a front runner, Albuquerque. But you know, my my lock of the week is is my uh, my Dallas Cowboys. You, you know, the spreads four and a half uh, at Detroit. Uh, you know, it was a tough tough loss last week. Sure. They, you know, that was you yeah. Know, they they really. You can say embarrassing. It, it was embarrassing. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, okay. Yeah. I, I'm glad I have your approval of yep. saying that. You can say you know, it. it. Pull it was, no punches, my friend. You know, Dak played the game of his life, and it did not fall on him as it sometimes has fall, fallen on the quarterback. No, uh, you know, no shade thrown to Tony Romo or anything, but you know that's usually who we pointed the fingers at. But um, no, I think we've got it's it's a safe bet this week. You know, four and a half uh, at Detroit. I think uh, you know, is there going to be Stafford? Is Stafford healthy? Is he back? I think even no, he with won't, it, he won't be playing. Well, I think four and a half's a lock then without yeah, Stafford. I would say that's that's a lock. You heard it here first, Albuquerque. Hayden's lock of the week. Take the Cowboys minus four and a half. Take it to the bank. Bet the house. Bet the farm. Bet the care. What do you got? What do you got this week? You want to run them down, Vital? 
You can run them down. Let's run them down. I think yeah. I think my my game of the week is the Texans at the Ravens. Two of the best young quarterbacks in the league. That's in the a good one. Baltimore's Lamar Jackson and Houston's Deshaun Watson. I think that right there, just the quarterbacks and and the way they play, that should be a good game. Did Probably they, the two most exciting quarterbacks right now. Did they go yeah. one and two in the Heisman? I don't recall. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah, but you, know, I think you mean, might was, be right. I think that you might, might be right. It. I I thought it was awesome with the Ravens last week putting you know oh. they, had, they had a oh. three oh. three Heisman Trophy winners in the backfield. That's that's dirty. Yeah, that was filthy. Lamar Jackson is fun to watch, and I think so they will fun. easily handle the Texans at home. Oof. You're from Houston. Why are you? Hey, you know I'm a Packer backer, baby. I know. I'm just the Oilers that. broke my heart when they split town, so I was a free agent. Ah, yeah, that's the connection. Yeah, that's the connection. the uh, The Packers I found out were owned by their fans, and they had that's a young true. Vicodin addict named Brett Favre as their leader, and I, I couldn't resist. I switched. I switched to the Packers. I was like ten years old, so it's all. I've always been a Packer. <laughs> Falcons at Panthers. Who you got, Hayden? Shoot, I mean, I I would have to say Panthers. Uh, you know, I like. Uh, I mean, he's not he's not like his brother Josh Allen, but I think uh-huh. I think uh, uh, he uh, you know, he's been he's been very good in in place of Cam Newton. It's a, uh, it's a good time to be named Allen in the yeah, NFL. I, I I would say so. It's big time for the Allen family. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't look as good in shorts as his brother. But, yeah, well. <laughs> he's not as tall, and he doesn't have a I'm cannon. not going to kink shame you, Hayden. So. <laughs> Jaguars at Colts. Who you got, Marissa? Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's you need see. to see their colors. So, Jagu- Jag- <laughs> Jaguars have the prettier jerseys. so They, they may. They, they may. You're, you're, you're but taking- you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to go. I don't think so. Ooh. I don't think so. You said the it was the Colts was the other Colts are Colts are at home and they got their quarterback back. I'm going with the Colts. Smart move. Colts Smart pick. Favorite. I also pick the Colts with celebrity prognosticator. Yeah. NFL expert. You like that? Marissa. <laughs> I'm so knowledgeable. Bills at Dolphins. Is this a bye week for the Bills? <laughs> I mean I got the Bills easily, right? Yeah. You you would I mean the other Allen brother. Yeah, let's let's see what's their I mean, what's their spread? I mean, shoot. 6. I mean, that you could even say that that could be a lock as well. Sure. 6 you is know, 6 seems pretty easy favorite. against I don't know, the Dolphins are on what? Two-game winning streak? Can they win Ooh. 3? I I doubt it against the 6 and 3 Bills. Bills are good. Bills, Bills are legit. Are good. They've had a rough schedule too and they came out alive. They don't play well in Miami, so. Oh, that's a mm. good point. Yeah, neither does James Harden if you're a listener last week. <laughs> Miami known for its amazing strip clubs, which is James Harden's kryptonite. Google that if you haven't yet. And Kardashians. <laughs> Broncos at Vikings, Hayden. Who you got? You know what? I think it's going to be closer than we think. But, you know, Vikings. But you could you could very well take. I'm not going to call it a lock. I'm not going to call it a lock. Okay. I think, but I think 10.5 points is a lot. That's a lot. I think that's a lot. That's a lot for any NFL game. Yeah. Any NFL game is always close. You know, you know, Denver still has still has a very tough defense, um, but Minnesota's been rolling. You know, they but uh, you know, ten and a half points is just too much to call any kind of a lock. So, I agree. I would go. I think the Vikings will win, but I would take the Broncos and the points if you're yep. a betting man. Yes. Battle of futility. 
Jets at the Redskins. Who wants it worse, Hayden? J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, I got the Jets too, homie. I, I think that's... I mean, I mean, the Redskins got to eke one out, right? I mean, they're, yeah. they're going to win one. Haskins has to have a good game eventually, right, Vitel? Eventually they will. Washington. They're bad top to bottom. I mean, maybe maybe they could beat LSU or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I take LSU in the points. <laughs> Saints at Buccaneers. Which Jameis Winston shows up, Hayden? I, I shoot. I hope crab legs. Crab legs. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the funnest that, one. That was his. That was his prime. But uh, no, you know what? You know the Bucks. The Bucks are. Uh, you know they've never really gotten over that hump ever since uh, their Super Bowl. Um, you know, so I'm, I, and you know, New Orleans was embarrassed last week. Sure. That, that's, that's what I got. I got saints yeah. easily comeback game. They're coming out hungry. You're pissed off. My lock of the week, Hayden, Ooh. I'm taking the Cardinals and the points at the 49ers. Yeah. 10 points is a lot. 49ers win. Cardinals beat the spread. I, I like that. I like yeah. that. You know, I, I think I've been right point. two weeks in a row. On Cardinals and the points, have you you've uh, your uh, undefeated on bets that you've won? Is that um, correct? That is correct. Yes, <laughs> historically as well. Yes. Yeah. The pathetic Bengals at the historically pathetic Raiders. The winless Bengals. Winless Bengals. Winless. Oof. They are the favorites. Oh. Not for the game, for the first pick in the NFL draft next year. Yeah. Do the Raiders blow this one? I don't think so. I, I think you know, Gruden. I, I I like Gruden as a coach. You know, I he, I like Gruden as a cartoon character. <laughs> I love watching that dude. I'd rather watch him than the Raiders play football. Yeah, you know, I I you know I miss I miss him in the booth. I miss hearing him. Um, you know, but uh, no, I, I like I like the Raiders, especially at home. You know, I I think the Raiders being at home, especially this year being their last year, or it is their last year in Oakland, correct? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, Vegas, baby, Vegas. That's going to be uh, – there will be more uh, Raiders fans that will come out once uh, in, sure. in Albuquerque once they – Oh, move you, dude, you know Southwest Airlines is going to have a special Oakland to Las Vegas, 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be – it's going to be silver and black in Vegas everywhere, too. Oh, yeah. Two playoff teams, Patriots at the Eagles. Ugh. <laughs> Uh oh! What was that? Uh, I just I'm so, I'm sorry, and to everybody out there who's a Patriots fan, I'm so over that. That's the one thing I do know. <laughs> Come on, I it's I it's it's so boring because you know Patriots are gonna win. Patriots are at the it, Super Bowl again. It's enough. The Super enough Bowl already. Patriots are versus whoever wins the NFC. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's a story enough. came out this week that Tom Brady's trainer says he plans to play until he's 47. Really? So that's five more years of Tom Brady. I mean, you excited, Vitel? Uh, I don't think uh, past next year. Uh, you don't I, think I don't so? Know. No, he's like I a machine. So. I mean, because the new helmet laws are going to be enacted next year, where you get to freely swing your helmet around. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the reason why he's been in the league for a long time. He hasn't been doinked on the head. Yeah, that's just the man. It. The man is a absolute specimen. Okay, we got to wrap this up yeah. and go to break. Bears at the Rams. Bears, the uh, Bears. I, I like I like the underdog. You know, I, I they'll beat the spread, and I think they'll beat the Rams. Okay, all right, that's a big one. I got Rams in a close one. Okay, Monday Night Football, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at fifty fifty. 
who's going to show up, Philip Rivers and his Chargers. Who you got? That's in Mexico City. Yes, it is. I, I like DFA. I like Kansas City. I like Patrick Mahomes. You know, rocket for an arm. Uh, you know, can't can't bet against him. He, he's he's just too good. You know, he could be you know future MVP. You know, for years and years to come. All right, we got to wrap it up, y'all. Thanks again to Marissa Mays, communications director for New Mexico Department of Transportation. Thanks yeah. a million for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for being an amazing advocate for the people of Albuquerque and New Mexico. Yes, thank you. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Did you see pictures of Baby Yoda yet? I did not. Oh my God. I just got Disney Plus, but I haven't enough hadn't had enough time to watch anything yet. I have not gotten it yet. I need to. But spoiler alert, Baby Yoda is in The Mandalorian, which I'm very excited to watch. Ooh. You a Star Wars guy? I am. Yam? I am. Yam? Me too. I love me some Star Wars. Me and the kiddo watch the Star Wars oh, together. Yeah. But yeah, spoiler alert, Baby Yoda is in The Mandalorian, and it's insanely adorable. Love it. It's insane. Love it. Big game for our UNM Lobos today, Hayden. Yep. So we've got uh, basketball and football. You know, fo- fo- football plays uh, Boise, you know, on the blue turf. Yeah. You know, trying, to get it, trying to get a win. Another uh, upset, looks like four years ago. Yeah. We, uh, you know, they're coming back from, uh, you know, take. we had a week, week off due to uh, – uh, Team uh, tragedy, um, something that I was actually affected by as well. Um, for those that don't know, uh, we lost a uh, a close friend of mine and a just an all around great person. Um, he, he was a brother to me. You know, not Naji was. You know, he he was my roommate. Uh, he was one of my best friends. He was. You know, he was going to be one of the groomsmen in my wedding. Um, you know, it, it was. You know, it, it it was it was a tough it's been a tough week and a half uh for all of this get trying to get through this but you know taking it taking it day by day you know um going to going to miss him walking walking through that door when he uh when he comes home and just just getting this the subtle hey there bud um you know going to miss that about him and uh but you know we've got uh we've got fond memories to to hang on to and those those things will will definitely Stick with me forever, and uh, love you, Najee. Thanks for the kind words, Hayden. Very sorry for your loss, and very sorry for the loss of guest Eric Martinez, brother of Andy Martinez, better known as Wake Self. Amazing artist, amazing dude. He will be missed. R.I.P. Wake Self. Thanks for coming on, Hayden. I appreciate it. You killed it, brother. Thank you. And Albuquerque. Thank you for listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. You're beautiful, Burke. K240BL Albuquerque is 95.9 FM 610 KNML Albuquerque.
the sports animal.